views expressed in this program are those of the participants. I'm Daniel Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Daniel Metz Show. Quote, My son, who's 13 years old, started watching Ben Shapiro videos, and he's like the gateway drug to the next group, and then goes right to Jordan Peterson, and then it goes down, and in three clicks he was in neo-Nazi stuff. It was astonishing, and I had to listen to it at dinner, and I was sort of like, I'm going to kill Susan Wojcicki first. Kara Swisher, founder of Recode, a technology web- news website, told Sarah or Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube, at the Lesbians Who Tech conference earlier this month. And when the CEO of YouTube, brushing the hilarious death threat aside, asked if she was suggesting that they should remove Ben Shapiro from the platform, Kara Swisher replied, I would, but I can't. I found it interesting that Kara mentioned Jordan Peterson in her not-so-subtle call for censorship. Dr. Peterson has recently had his fellowship at Cambridge rescinded and his book, 12 Rules for Life, one of the best-selling non-fiction books of all time, removed from the shelves of one of the biggest booksellers in New Zealand in the wake of the Christchurch shootings. The white supremacists will just have to console themselves with Mein Kampf, which is, of course, still readily available. So it's, the left seems to think that they can save the world by banning all the things, or at least all the things they don't like. And do you think it's possible, Robert? Are we going to ban our way into utopia? Oxymoronic, <laughs> isn't it? No, of course not. Uh, and as a matter of fact, as pointed out on a, a call-in show the other day about the New Zealand shooting video being banned from certain uh, social media platforms, uh, that only sends it underground, and what's underground now becomes yep. forbidden fruit, and people actively seek it out. Mm-hmm. Where um, if Facebook, for example, didn't ban over one and a half million um, views of that thing, now, now I don't mean views, but people sharing it, one yeah. and a half million shares. So one and a half million people out there on this social media site alone, Facebook, thought better than the trust and safety people at Facebook that this is worth sharing for whatever reason. Bill Whittle had his reasons. Matt Christensen had his reasons for looking at it. I had my reasons for looking at it, which I did. And I have my reasons for not looking at it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's perfectly, that's exactly how it should be. The individual makes choices, not government, not overseers. But mind you, um, if Facebook wants to be a family-friendly place, I can see we're posting videos of death uh, they can they can do that, and, and I don't really have an objection to it. It's when the government, like the New Zealand government, comes in and arrests um, a teenager for sharing it, and he could face many years in prison. Yeah, I think it's like ten so. to fourteen years. Yeah, it's outrageous. That kind of thing is not a utopia. That is a police state. That is definitely uh, not a free country. If that's if that's the case. Well, it's a, well they say. They do it in order to, quote, save people from themselves and each other. But I think what it really means is they want to control things. They don't want to save anything. It's all about control. And it's all yes. the things that they don't like. The things they do like, oh, that's perfectly fine. Like the fact that Mein Kampf is still available. But 12 rules for life? Like <laughs> straighten your shoulders and clean up your room. That's that's incitement to violence, apparently. Oh, one of the other books that is easily available out there is Saeed Qutub's Milestones, which is a... <clears throat> a blueprint for jihadists to wage war on non-believers. That's readily available on Amazon and most bookstores and certainly online. Yeah, but that's part <clears> of the protected class. So Again, the protected class. That. We saw it with the Montreal stabbing of the priest, uh, Gru. 
um, when that person came up from the pews and, and stabbed the priest. Uh, that was easily shown on on the social media and on and regular news, news outlets. Regular news outlets. That's how I saw it on CTV. No problem there. So what's the difference? Here you have an act of, it's obvious, terrorism, of, of a priest in a church. Now, mind you, I mean, there's a difference in degree here between that and a New Zealand shooting. Mm. Miles of degrees. He, he was not killed and he survived. But the, the, the principle is the same. It was an act of attempted murder, on, in my belief. It was in a house of worship, but it was against the Catholic versus mm. against Muslims. And this, we find, is the defining characteristic all the time when it comes to banning things and censorship. You have to be part of that protected class of Muslims. And um, then you're okay to have your deaths expunged from history. But when it comes to Christians or non-Muslims, no, it's fair game to show them jumping out of buildings on 9-11 or uh, the piles of bodies in the gas chambers of Auschwitz. Mm. Or just the, the horrors of war in Vietnam and the Second World War when video was readily available and you could see people going over the top. Even in World War I, you saw people going over the ridge at Vimy being shot down, dead, right there. I mean, do we take that off of, do we ban that? Do we take that off the platforms? I say no. You let it up to the person to decide. Well, I think it's important to have that kind of stuff available, too, because you mentioned both Matt Christensen and Bill Whittle. They both wanted to watch it because they wanted to know what to expect if they ever found themselves in a situation like that and how to prepare yourself mentally. It's that uh, situational awareness and knowing what to expect from a, well, it's thankfully very, very, very rare kind of circumstance, but you kind of do want to know what to expect in order to mentally prepare and emotionally prepare yourself for it. Yes, but having watched it myself, I could tell you right now there was nothing those guys could have done. Unless they were armed. Unless they were mm -hmm. all armed with handguns, and powerful handguns too. If the but guy that's wore what New armor. Zealand did. They, they solved that problem. They banned all the scary guns now, and all the New Zealanders that have the right to carry at the moment have to turn in all their guns. Well, that'll the fix it. That'll solve the problem. Yeah, yeah and, and all ones. the ones that... The assault rifles is what they call them. Yeah. And. And There's no such in thing, New Zealand, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. And in New Zealand, you're not even allowed to own a gun if you're going to use it for self-defense. That's one of the disqualifiers. And I find that absurd. But a lot of people have guns there. Their murder rate is minuscule. And but because of this one incident, they have to turn them all in. Because that will fix the problem. Banning things fixes the problem. It's not just having guns either, because there's a lot of Americans uh, who have the right to open carry and conceal carry, and yet you see a lot of violence down there where people don't react quick enough. And that's the thing. It's, like, it's almost like a car accident, and I've been in car accidents. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people who are watching this have been too. They know that all of a sudden, boom, it's there. There's mm. nothing you could do if it's not your fault, that is, to prepare for it. <laughs> and if you don't see it coming, there's nothing you can do about it. It's boom, it's done. Just like somebody pulls a gun on you, man, and boom, second, one second, you're done. Yeah, but there's a difference between you, their situational awareness. Like you said, driving. is If you're aware of what other people are going to do, you don't, you, the light turns green, you don't go through right away. You look both ways, make sure everybody's coming to a stop. There is, there are ways you can defend yourself driving or in... Again, situational awareness, if somebody looks like they're going to do something or you see them go to grab a gun or, to, well, this guy walked in with a gun, so he was fairly obvious. But I don't know. I think there's more hope that you can do something than just blindfully hoping it doesn't happen to you. 
Oh, sure. There's preventative measures you can take. Yes, and and uh, never and leave measures, your house. <laughs> <laughs> and measures that you can take to make sure that whoever does perpetrate such a crime doesn't get away without, for ex for example, um, videos. Mm. You know, having videos of it, things like that, like the video that was streamed of the stabber in Montreal. You know. Um, People can understand. Actually, that was interesting to watch because now you saw those people in the church rush toward the stabber and to protect the priest, not running away. Now, mind you, maybe that's because there was no gunshot involved. There was a stabbing. And they could probably, within an instant, figure out that they could do something. Yeah. But if there's a, like with the um, New Zealand shooter, uh, as soon as those gunshots went off, people just started to, to run and to hide and to cower in the corners which is, that's I guess, human nature, because that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. But banning it? No, no. Yeah. No government should ban it, whether or not a site wants to put it up. Like, I wouldn't put it up on Just Right Media's site or, no. or show no. it on this show. Uh, there's no need for it. If you no, want to go see it, you can find it. We're a publisher, not a platform, right? So. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so a government doing that um, should be stopped. New Zealand government is... Is, is actually, if you read the manifesto of uh, yeah. Brent and Tyrant, this is exactly what he wanted to happen, was a, a dipolarization or a polarization of the left and right, uh, an outright banning of weapons so that the right side, so-called, would come up and fight the left side. And he was looking for a civil war. And the, and the yeah. left are just feeding right into that. That prediction of it's his. almost like they he handed them a script and they went okay yeah we got that okay check mark check mark check mark okay we covered all the bases everything he wanted we've just handed to him yep and um, that sociopath was absolutely right when he predicted what will happen and it has been happening and the left have been uh, complicit complicit in carrying out his manifesto even to the As point where, I mean, he calls himself a leftist, he calls himself a fascist, he calls himself an eco-fascist, loves communism. And the right come out and lie about that and say he's a Trump supporter and a right-winger yeah. and an alt-right and, and uh, people like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson are to blame. It's oh, right PewDiePie, out of his manifesto. Don't forget, don't forget PewDiePie. It's all his fault. And oh, Candace and PewDiePie. <laughs> Who PewDiePie. could hate PewDiePie? <laughs> but no banning, banning actually feeds this it feeds into it it is actually yep. predictable and it is a characteristic of statists and collectivists and it, it 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 has no right in a no place in a free society banning anything and all it does is make the thing that you're banning that much more desirable yeah i bet you there's a lot of people it? in the states who love to get their hand on a kinder surprise <laughs> Crossing the border, come over and get your supplies and your surprise toys. That that to me is the, one of the most bizarre things, and the fact that it is so wild, widely known and mocked, the fact that they haven't rescinded that stupidity, just I don't understand. It just blows my mind. It's a toy and a chocolate egg because they think their citizens are too stupid to not know that they shouldn't eat the toy inside the chocolate egg. Yeah, imagine all the dead Canadian children from Kinder Surprises or Italian <laughs> oh, the children. the horror, Unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> but those Americans are protected by Big Brother yep. or Big Mama, however yeah, you we want hold to describe it. We hold vigils every year at Easter for the children who died from the eggs. <laughs> but that's how absurd some of this can be. Banning, for example, in Canada is against the law to have crime comic books. And it's been decided, for example, from experts that Almost all, every comic book that you could find these days for, from crime fighters like the Batman, the Superman, and all those, Spider-Man, 
are, are depicting crimes so that they can be fought. And that is against the law in Canada. Mind you, it's not, um, it's not, it's not been acted on and enforced, except back in the 80s, I think there was an enforcement of it, but uh, it's a long time ago. Uh, and let me guess, that would, that would have been probably a specific issue of something rather than broadly across the board? Um, uh, yes, it would have been specific, but um, I couldn't find out what it exactly was. It may have been Mark Emery for all I know. <laughs> but point is, <laughs> that though, that me. if you have a law like that on the books, it acts as a wedge, a way for a cop or the police or the state or the government to come in and harass somebody, intimidate somebody who is an otherwise peaceful person. In other words, we can't get this comic book store owner on these kinds of charges, but he's selling a crime novel. Let's mm. go in and bust him. And actually, I think that the, laws. the uh, it was at least two years, three years in prison, I think was probably the... Uh, uh, you, you double check on that the uh, penalty for selling crime crime comics, and it's almost like um, how they got uh, the gangsters in Chicago. Yeah, taxation, tax laws. Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes sending things through the mail, like that that woman Elizabeth Holmes. They didn't get her on a lot of other things, but mail fraud. They she yeah, sent definitely. fraudulent test results through the mail. That's wire fraud. Oh my God, now she can spend 20 years in jail. These kinds of silly, unnecessary bannings and, and stupid laws um, serve a purpose for a corrupt and collectivist state, not a free country. Well, you pass enough laws and you make everybody a criminal and then you can just enforce the laws as you see fit. It's almost That's impossible exactly to go outside do. your door without being uh, running afoul of some law here or there. I'm pretty sure even being indoors, you're running about some We're probably doing it now right now. Well, you can't be drunk within two hours of driving in your own home. Well, apparently so you can, but it's up, it's, you, it's up to you to prove that it wasn't, you weren't uh, Exactly, but that's, that's a, proving a negative is never possible. So that's yes. just, they got you. Yep. And who are you going to believe, the cop or you? So it's, yeah, it, getting back to the banning, though, I just find that the more they ban, the more they like you said divide wedges between us and the more they silence free speech and i think that's the the, the biggest arbiter of this is the fact that they want to control free speech because free speech speaks the truth and the truth does not sit on their side yes that i can only think of that as being well there's probably two reasons to ban things if you were a statist one is obviously what you said before it's control and you're exercising control um, mm. if you're a hammer you look for nails to beat if you're a legislator, you look for laws to pass and things to ban and people to imprison. That's what you do. That's that's, that's your. That's why they call them lawmakers, right? Yes. They, yeah. And the other and the laws. other reason is um, is of course perhaps uh, if not if if it's not simply control, it is to make sure that there is a wedge that you can get somebody on if you can't get them on something else. Mm. So I, I see no no reason to ban anything unless it's been demonstrably proven that such a thing is detrimental to everybody. And I can think of maybe a couple examples. I always go back to at least one, which is leaded gasoline. Putting lead in gasoline to make the engine run smoother had some very nasty effects because the lead went into people's plants and that they ate and it gets compounded biological magnification in the body. Well, that's property rights, essentially. That is right. And uh, the other one may have been um, chlorofluorocarbon chlorofluorocarbons, 
which may or may not have had uh, that an three effect times in, uh, in the ozone layer, but I, I should research that one a little more. But if that's the case, if you can demonstrably, scientifically, and inconclusively prove, or conclusively prove, that such a thing is causing detriment to everybody, and I'm not talking the climate change nonsense and carbon oh, yeah, dioxide right. nonsense, which is, of course, not demonstrably plant food. <laughs> yeah, but objectively proven, then maybe, yeah, you can ban it. But other than that, people should be able to own guns, carry guns, watch comic books, uh, and watch anything <laughs> they want on, uh, on, on the internet. And it's a free-for-all out there because that's freedom, choice. <laughs> All right, well, I'm free to choose that this is the end of the episode. Okay. So take care, behave yourself, and we'll talk again soon. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right.